her past and what her references are. Do you see what I'm saying? So, what, I, what we're supposed to be discussing, and we can start discussing. Yeah. So, so it was awesome. Because what we're creating is a culture. It's not just like DJing. I mean, like, you know, you want to be a DJ. And, you know, and I'm the guy that's going to challenge you. Like, I set the bar for a long time. I still am setting the bar, you know. To this day that I say, you know, you, you've got to be better than everyone else. Because you're from Arizona. You're from a, an island. And everybody's from, every, oh, I was at New York. So what? Who cares? You know, I promise that everyone's from somewhere else here. But nobody's from here. No one claims, no one wears a big cactus on their shirt. Doesn't, isn't done. But they should. Because in order to get on stage here, it's really, di really difficult. Because you've had a lot of people that have made it here, but we don't support each other here. You know why? Because we love watching our wives have sex with someone else. I don't know what it is, but we want to bring people in. I don't know what that is, but you know, I don't, I don't need anybody in my bedroom. Do you? No. So... So you don't need anybody. Why do I need somebody to come in and tell me and, and, and tell me what to do with my girlfriend? They don't need to. I, I know this crowd. I know this audience. I know this scene. So, oh, we don't have any money. Well, you paid him fifteen thousand to fly him in on a Tuesday. Someone's got some money, right? If I put my name as Emil A Z, nah, put a U K after it. Uh, or, or an NY after it, or an LA after it. There goes my fee goes up by what? Thousand percent because I'm from somewhere else, and woo, maybe I have something new to sell. That's what we do. So that's why I'm here because you guys are graduating and going on to be DJs. It's a very easy thing to do. So I mean, should I start now? Well, one more thing. Uh, so those I run Global DJ Academy is something I'm part of in Denver. So kid comes up to me. He comes in with his dad. He's got a shaved head. He's not dumb. He's probably suffering from something. Kid's name's Tanner. Tanner says at me, well, I've got, I said, so what are you going through? He said, terminal, six months to live, and I'm playing at my high school for my prom. So could you teach me a DJ? I said, absolutely. I said, for his sake, walked him through the basics, but I handed him off to somebody else. I'm a little crazy. Wanted to do well. So he learns to DJ, and he's playing at a place called City Hall, not a small place, it's a relatively big place, 1,200 kids he's playing to. He's got a little bit of a slur now because the, you know, the cancer set into him. So what happens is he says, can I have last two lessons with you? And I said, sure, Tanner, not a problem. So plays a set, and I hear it, and he says, what do you think of my set? I said, you know, it was good. Transitions are good, selection's good, it's all going to be great. There's this moment where you lock eyes with someone and you don't have to say a word and it's tragic but good at the same time. And he says, but what would you do? And I said, but you can't ask me that, Tanner. You can't ask me what I would do if I had terminal cancer. And then when he saw my eyes, he goes, they can't do anything. What are they gonna do? And I said, shit. So he goes home, father gives me a call, says, Tanner, oh, this is Tanner, follow. I'm a little concerned, he came home, changed his set all together, and he's sure he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be all right. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's playing the set of his life, right? So Tanner gets up there, 1,200 kids. He's got this performance he's doing, right? He says, I think he dropped five F-bombs in the first two minutes, okay? And he said, drop that ass, that ass, that ass, right? And he begins to play dubstep and drum and bass, and he's killing, killing, okay? 
principal's over there. People are holding his shirt back. You know, he's like, you can't say any kids got cancer. What are, you, what are they going to do to him? He's going to die. He has no, I mean, like, what are they going to do to this kid? And he killed. And he calls me probably right before he died. And he, and he says to me, I said, Tanner, he goes, yeah, you know, I wanted to thank you for the set. And he said, he said, you know, I'm not the cancer kid that played to, to the high school dance or the prom. I'm Tanner. One, I'm the destroyer. I killed. And he said, did you see the principal's face? I said, I did, Tanner. I saw his face. Okay? Stuff like that changes my life. Because he got to play what he wanted right before he died. And I wasn't going to tell him any different. Okay? I wasn't going to have him go out there and play a bunch of stuff to make other people happy. He should be up there going to play what he wants to because he's going... He's going away, okay? You should play like that every single night. You should play as if I were to ask you a question. I'd say, you know what? You, your plane is crashing and you've got seven albums to take with you. Now, just that minute when I said that, I saw your eyes light up and you knew exactly what albums you would take, right? you say to yourself, oh, look at this. I'm playing music right now as we speak. So you know what albums to take because those are the tracks that you feel like, oh, about I was walking in, and who did I see? There was somebody in the car. Did you see me? Yeah. What was I doing? I was banging out there. I'm just going, wow, this is, I'm still this about the music. And I want people to feel like this about it. Because if they're not feeling like this, essentially, the discussion of can we begin, I'm going to begin now. Can we talk about the, the, the lawsuit? Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Oh, essentially, what we're talking about is what is a DJ? And what is the difference between a DJ and an iTunes playlist? Anyone? Uh, it's actually still something. Anybody? What's the difference between a DJ and an iTunes playlist? That's a tough one, isn't well, it? Is there, what is it? A DJ selects for you? I mean... Well, Genius does that for me. I mean, I don't... But there's so much more emotion. What emotion? Are they your emotions or are they borrowed emotions from songs? What part of it is you? So you, essentially a DJ is a, is a, there's no difference, to be honest with you. There really isn't any difference. And I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you there is a difference. There can be a difference if some of this, there's the album right there. It's just hang tight, baby. I'll get to you later. So essentially you're telling me that there is no difference between that and an iTunes playlist, right? Okay. So what makes a DJ? Are you... Just a conglomeration of choices and preferences musically, that's what makes you. Your identity as a DJ is based on a bunch of selected songs, and that's your. What, there used to be something called a style, DJ style. What is a DJ style? What is your style? Not the style of mixing, not the style of music. What is your style? Like, I can tell you right now, with no doubt in my mind, you will walk in and you'll go, a meal's on. Because you'll just know that I'm on. Based on. What you're hearing, you're going to go, he's on right now. You can tell that I'm on. Can someone tell the difference between you and someone else when you're on? <clears throat> that's your identity. And that's what you are as a DJ. Just not, it's not, you know, I've sat here and told people, you know, how to pick their DJ names. We've gone through that. You know, like, that's, go ahead. Please tell them about your name. What? What's his name? Over here. It just actually happened here. There was a guy named Stephen Kimbell, Dr. Kimbell. He's used to teach networking over here. He says, I, you know what, I saw your DJ thing and I got something for you. What I didn't know, Dr. Kambelic was also the Comdex 
reporter for CNN. Anyone know what Comdex is? It's, it's like the annual computer geek meeting every year they have in Vegas. Like all the top geeks are there. Well, this year they had something called the HP DJ. And he put me up against the HPD, not just me, he put uh, Digweed was there, and I think one of the scratch perverts was there. And this was a machine. Does anyone want to follow chess at all? You guys, okay. Basically, I was Kasparov, and this thing was deep blue, okay? You've got this computer, oh, about 100 grand, I think 200 grand at the time, not much, right? It's never late, doesn't do drugs, okay? His girlfriend doesn't come in causing drama. There's Three right there, go ahead and get it, right? Boyfriend, whatever, right? There's, there's some. So, the HP DJ is a computer, and everybody that comes into the club gets a wristband. Biometrics, tells me my heart rate, temperature, proximity, tells me like if I'm getting closer to the dance floor, if I'm on the dance floor, I'm dancing or not, right? It has teragigs of banks of sounds, and what it does is it runs this biometric algorithm, big long word, and takes these beats, and it creates its own music based on how fast you're dancing, okay? When you're dancing, and it even knows what most DJs don't know, which is when you're dancing, you want to bring it down a little bit, something people don't understand. You can't sprint all day. Bring it down a little bit. It knows how to bring it down so people go to the bar. That's how intelligent this is. It's an amazingly intelligent program. How are you going to compete against it? And the best part is, listen to this, at the end of the night, you can take a flash drive and you can take a CD and get a CD of the music you helped create. Wow, man, you're going to beat that thing. How are you going to go up against that? And it keeps remembering. It's a computer. Like, this song worked and this song didn't. Guess what? And it's big, it's own song, so it doesn't have to pay for them. Right? So you got to go up against this thing. What do you do? Right? Well, what you do is... Well, you, before you tell what do you guys... What would you do if you wanted a computer? Would you do a little beatbox? Would you go and... Slam a record and go Go into drum and bass and go back into hip-hop. Would you do half-time to double-time? I would, because the computer goes, does not compute. Drum and bass and hip-hop are two separate genres. Okay? Doesn't compute. So I beat the thing. Wasn't supposed to beat it, but I beat it. Because people were interested. Because guess what? Silence. Because when you listen to watch TV, what happens when it happens when the TV goes silent? You go, Jim, something's wrong with the TV. You, it makes you pay attention. It's a new attention getter. Silence. So that's how I, I went up against the HP DJ. So you beat the computer with the element of surprise. You're being human. Randomness. Randomness. While it looks for patterns in the randomness, I. I'm the opposite side of that. I'm a meal. I look for randomness in the patterns. I'm the, on the opposite side of that. I look for the opposite. Oh, there's patterns. I'm going to break them. Because that's what DJs do. Because vinyl would, jazz wouldn't have proliferated in the 50s without vinyl. Right? Wasn't the artist going to jail in the 1950s? It was the DJs playing black jungle voodoo music called rock and roll. We went to jail. Right? And then when Motown was doing so well, it was Stax Records down playing James Brown. Found a guy named Otis Redding, who inspired Sam and Dave, inspired James Brown. We got the funk, we got the one, three, four, fifth.
We got the one, we got the funk based on that. Then disco came out. It wasn't radio playing disco, it was the DJs playing disco. And then hip hop, interestingly enough, hip hop took all of that and sampled some stuff and put us in the back. It was awesome. It used to be, what, it used to be uh, Eric B and Rakim, right? DJ Chuck Chill Out. We were the first ones and the MC was second. Then suddenly, this guy in the front ends up being the major act. This guy walking with a microphone in front of him. He became more important than me, even though I'm programming the beats. And I'm the reason why hip hop is huge. And I'm the one sweating over here, going back and forth on two records. He's getting all the credit. Great job, hip hop. Because now where are they at? Because where are we? We're 2014, 15? Hasn't been a platinum record, except Taylor Swift. Good for her. Since 1953, never happened before. Not a single black artist has gotten a number one hit. <whistles> Music is doing fantastic. What else do you want to tell me? That you only need 10,000 units? Wow, 10,000 units? I need $10,000 to become a recording artist? I'll tell you what, I'm gonna write a check. Here, honey, instead of an Audi, how would you like a recording contract? Because that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna buy you 10,000 records on iTunes and make you look like you actually sell records. Think it happens? Sure does. Really? Really? How about how about the fact that the DJ Times, Billboard, every DJ magazine has finally come forward that the top 100 DJs is a lie. I posted it on my Facebook. It's an interesting feed. You should watch it. BS. Because why? Because I can pay a room full of people like you to sit there and be telemarketers and do what? Facebook likes. Here's your job. You're gonna get paid $8 an hour when you get out of prison, whatever, whatever. We're gonna hire you, and 10 of you, 10 more of you, sit around and like my page. And you, you're gonna download my track 17 times, and you're gonna download another 22 times. If I look at your website, it looks like you're just amazing. People are just loving you. And people always wanna book you because of it. And it's a racket, complete racket. It's not true. It's what the internet's done to us, it made us believe certain things about. DJing and artists and who they are because it's too hard to get out there. How do you sift through that? Huh? How do you sift through that? Or are you just, no? Well, how do you sift through it? Well, I mean, part of it is to, like, there's a lot of, you know, anonymous stuff going on. And then one of the things I wanted to talk about is my partner Z Trip and his lawsuit that he just went through. I mean, who's heard about it? What have you heard about it? Yes. Is that what it was? Sure. And it was something like it made them sound like they were promoting monsters yeah. drink when they weren't. Okay. So why is this a landmark case? Why is this important? What, what did you hear about it? What, 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 what else have you heard about it? Yeah, it was the Beastie Boys, yeah. right? So you heard that. So we've got the Beastie Boys, got Monster Energy, and then Z Trip somewhere in the middle, right? Well, we should call him. What? Let's see if we can call him. Let's see if we can put in. Oh, you guys want to put a teacher on blast? Let's see if we can go. Right. You know, it's. Let me just see if he'll answer because I, I, don't, I don't know. But see, Shiv, I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you on blast, but we're going to do this. Um, what you have to understand is nobody. Look, I, I get my role. I'm a catalyst. Catalysts don't get as much credit as the main guy, but that's what I do. It's not, some people, and you'll hear it, people either like them, like them, or actually they'll love me or hate me. Doesn't matter, it's, it's a way because I come off as brash. I'm just passionate about what I do and what you guys are hopefully doing, taking it to the next level. 
I mean, I see guys, I see things happening right now that are so inspiring to me. But I also see it as elitist in a way. You know, I don't know if you understand how ridiculous this whole thing is based on just the facts of the case. I mean, really, what you have is Z-Trip putting together a mega mix, essentially not even really doing much of his own for the Beastie Boys. I don't believe he was paid for it. I mean, the details are sort of scattered about it. But when I say to you, what is a DJ? And we talk about the music industry. Now, the songs that you're playing right now, okay? Is anyone flying those guys out? And if they are, what are they flying them out to do? You see, they don't fly anybody out to actually sing and perform anymore, right? You fly out DJs. You fly out DJs. And the artists are pissed because they spent a lot of time making those tracks. It's no longer about them. They knew in the 1990s when they were stopping me in every possible way. Meaning, I'm in Rolling Stone magazine. I'm in every college radio station. People are listening to me. I was charted one of the top 50 most influential people, and yet I can't get onto an Arizona radio station. People are paying $80,000 to go to the Walter Cronkite School of Broadcasting and they have an AM station at 60,000 people. They have a school, a university. New Mexico has an FM station. We don't have an FM station? I wonder why. Let me see. Oh, I don't know. They're being funded and funded and financed by some of the FM companies to stay AM so they don't have a college radio station and their interns are going to work for them for free? Yes, conspiracies are real. Yes, it happens. That's the industry. I'm telling you right now. LMFAO, yeah? The grandfather. Barry Gordy that owns Motown Records. Interesting. Flying Lotus. His uncle was who? John Coltrane, the jazz musician? Shall I go down the list? Steve Aoki. His father owns Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna boy does real well for himself. He didn't really need the money. So, yes. Samantha Ronson? Gee, I don't know. You and your little brother, I don't know, Ronson name come up? David Bowie's collaborator for most of his life, his guitarist, when he was Ziggy Stardust, anyone? They've got a leg up. Most of the guys who watch it, yes. They don't want to hear this, it's being videotaped. I'm here to out them. They get a leg up. So you gotta come down here, you gotta go up there. And I'm, I'm just telling you, I see it. Yes, they can't make soap and water, okay? Some of them, Skills-wise, but what does it become? It's become self-promotion. When I when you play, it's supposed to be a couple of songs here and there. Here's my stuff, my stuff, my stuff. A little bit of someone else's stuff. My stuff, my stuff. Me, 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 me. Whole thing is designed for your ego. It's you by yourself up there getting attention from the crowd. You're, you're intention-seeking people. And that's what you want. That's what we are as DJs. But. Making an identity for yourself has become harder. So if Zetra puts together a, a, you know, a group of songs for the Beastie Boys because Adam Yauch died and they went cool, and he's on a tour, and then Monster uses it, and, and Zetra says dope, then they say, hey, we're going to use this for a promotional thing to promote either him or Monster. Who here has seen the Beastie Boys uh, Gap commercial? Anybody? Because there isn't one. Because they don't do them. They don't do commercials, okay? They don't promote anything. They're sort of Buddhist, and they have philosophical beliefs about who they want to market to, which is interesting, because who's heard the first Beastie Boys album? Anyone? Yeah? 
Did they pay the Beatles? Or Led Zeppelin? Or half of the people that they sampled from on their first, second, and third album, did they ever pay or acknowledge any of the people that they sampled from to get to where they are? And I respect the Beastie Boys. I love the Beastie Boys. Met them personally. But to criticize or come after someone for taking, and I get it, maybe they don't want to sponsor an energy drink. Possibly. But that's what this landmark case is about. Because Girl Talk, I don't know if you guys know Girl Talk, he's a medical engineer. Talks about what he does. You couldn't have medical research if I wasn't able to take research before me, take bits and pieces of it, and continue the research. Okay? I take what you've done, the work you've done, thank you, published. You're wrong about some things, you're right about some things, and move on. And hand it to the next person like a baton race. But what they want to do is stop that from happening. Right now, I'm in a war, if anyone follows my Facebook, with Serato and Tractor. I think that some of these DJ interfaces, and I don't know which ones you've chosen, are idiots. I'm looking at Serato's interfaces right now, and I'm going to tell you right now, they remind me of Palm Pilot. Okay? I don't know how Palm Pilot lost it. They had tablets 10 years, before, 20 years before they... The invention of the iPad. They're, I was like, look, they use a little pen. They had Palm Pilots. But what did they do? They didn't, they didn't think about email. Even Bill Gates himself did not think the internet was gonna ever be proprietary. Who would wanna use the internet? It's not proprietary. Serato, and then, you know, it's all proprietary. You can't change it. Tractor allows you to mini-map anything you want. You want freedom to be able to have the ability to take your things. Well, there's gonna be a problem, little ladies and gentlemen. Because what happens is, who has Serato? Who uses Serato? Anyone? Yeah? And where do you get your playlist from? iTunes. What? iTunes. Oh, man. That's going to be a problem, isn't it? Because iTunes is going to put something in there that says, you know what, unless you purchased it and I can verify it, it's not coming in. Not going to do it. Is it Serato? Oh, it's in all of them. Not all of them, because they can't get paid. They're dying. I've been to their offices. They suck. Not for you, not for them, but for us. It's huge, they're in Beverly Hills. Live Nation's got a huge office over there. It's like going to see Mr. Burns. <laughs> you're taking over the world, Smithers. Okay? Right? Because that's what they're doing. They're, 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 gonna, they're gonna make sure that you pay for your stuff. And should you pay for your stuff? Who thinks they should pay for their stuff? Okay. Let me tell you, my average sets used to be I don't even want to tell you. 20, 30 records an hour. Easy. That's if I was doing, if I was doing just a regular night, if I was playing techno, like minimal techno, or just using bits and parts of stuff and just a loop and vinyl. Nine bucks each. Some 14, 16 dollars. Gotta buy a double pack because I just want that one song. How much were my sets costing? Anyone good at math? Anyone got a calculator? 300 ish yeah, three or four hundred bucks just to play you a set. And I, I was barely beat, yeah, I wasn't breaking even. But I had to because those records had to be shipped from the UK or somewhere else. Even though the artists were from Detroit, even though the music was being made here, we have what's called audio or musical colonialism. 
It's like historical. Like that's what happened. That's how America got created, right? We we came here and then we'd ship off the lumber to England. And they'd go, oh, the queen approves. And they ship it back and go, oh, it's the queen's lumber. Okay? House music was started where? Where? Chicago. Shit, I shouldn't have to pay that much for shipping. It's right over there. 312. Hey. Why am I shipping it from England? Because we don't respect our own. We don't respect our own music. Techno was created where? Detroit. That's just right around the corner from Chicago. Shouldn't cost me anything at all. In fact, one of them we met here. Played for the Scottsdale Scorpions. Derek May. Next up the bat, Derek May. Derek May. Okay, played baseball here. Met him here. Right there, Scorpion. Shouldn't cost me any money shipping. But no, what has to happen is it's got to go to England and Europe first, and then we go. The Europeans love it. Then we love it. We don't love any of our own music. Because that's what we do. And they laugh at us. I mean, like, literally laughing at us. Because they're going, like, Mike, you're just not getting it. All of this stuff is yours, but we just sell it back to you. And we still do it. There it is. Yay. So that's what it's about. It's about this music industry and what's happened to us culturally in America is not good. Because we need to, like when you listen to Rinse FM or you listen to the BBC radio station, house music is their pop music. It's like when we go, I hate to say this, I'm a high school teacher. I don't know if you know that, but I, you know, like academically, when we go over there, they're like, mate, you're remedial. You can't even do math. You can't read. So when we go, oh, this is underground music. No, it's not, man. This is what my mother listens to when she washes a laundry. Okay? They do cutting edge music because they're able to because we support it. They support it. People go out and pay for their stuff and they go to clubs that support them and their movement. There's a bass movement happening in England right now. It's massive. It's so complex and I love it. It's making me feel like I'm like the 19-year-old going, hey guys, do I? Yeah, I met you through Dave, and Dave said that your name is Kilowatt. Can, hey, can I get uh, that last track you just played? Sitting like an idiot with Shazam on going everywhere. Just like you. It's knocked me down nine pegs because I'm just like you trying to find out what that track is. Because I don't know. And then when you find out, I'm looking for a track since May called No Drama. And there's so much drama associated, I can't even begin to tell you. Hieroglyphics, he plays it in May. He says, oh, it's coming out in September. It's October, November. Where is it? I'm biting my snails looking for it. That's what this music is about now. This movement is happening. So these copyright laws that are happening with this, in this lawsuit is saying, listen, who are you? Who are you? You're nobody without my music. That's what these artists are saying. You guys are nothing without my music. Do we agree or disagree? Yes? Can't go the other way, too. It's a symbiotic thing. Yeah. Let's go back to Led Zeppelin. If I sample it, that's his content, right? But what if I take a guitar and I play it myself? Does he own those chords? Does Jimmy Page own those chords? So I gotta pay him every time at some some. I don't know, cover band 
plays that song, he's got to get paid for that too? What's on my arm? It's an 808 drum machine. None of this music you'd be talking about wouldn't would happen without that machine. Hip-hop. Who owns the 808 drum machine? Hip-hop would not have been created. Techno would not be created without the 808 drum machine. But if I create a pattern on that drum machine, does that make it mine? And as far as the singers go, I don't know if I, if I told you, I play underground music, they can go to hell, they can leave, I don't need them. So I don't need any vocals, I, got my, I don't need to hear your problems, I got my own. Playing pure minimal music. So we've had to take it down to a point where we just stripped everybody up. I'll give you a great example. Who knows Dead Mouse's I Remember? That song, right? Great song, right? Everyone knows that song? Yeah, what's the name of the girl saying it? Because you don't know. And he did it that on purpose. Because if she even, she says, here you go. You're going to sing for me. There's some money. And I'll leave. Get out. Later, we'll find out who you are. Because you're really not, you've got you to get that, the hold of that. Because if it had been, I don't know, Rabina Wagner. I remember, Rabina Wagner is going on tour. Featuring Dead Mouse, right? But because he handled that properly, you'll never know who she is, or don't care at this point, right? The other problem you have is DJs. It's the ADD we have. We're so critical. We have a really bad uh, expiration date. Because you like a song, how many times you just listen to it, right? Right? You're like, ah, oh, 20 times, 30 times, right? That's awesome. How many times did you play it out before you got sick of it? Once, twice. And then maybe you reach 10% of those people. Say so you played to 1,000 people. You got to 100 people. Boy, you're doing a great job for me. And then you got this big gig coming up in two months. Are you going to play my song? No, you're already tired of it. You suck. For me as an artist, you suck. Because you just, you're burnt out on my song before they've even heard it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to give it to you anymore. Vinyl. I'm not giving it to you anymore. You're going to get it the same time they do. Because I, I you know what happens? I give it to you guys first, and what you do, you burn out on it. You listen to it, and you don't want to play it. Because you played it, when you go to work out, you played it all day long, and you're not doing me any service at all. So I'm cutting you out. I'm going to give it to them, because you know why? They're paying to go see people, and they go, Mr. DJ Man, will you play that song? And you're like, damn, i got to get that record. Or, hey, can I borrow your flash drive? Yeah. And people walking up to me flash drives all the time. That's how, that's how it's going down. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's just what's happening. And everybody in the audience thinks they're a DJ. And now these artists want you to, they want to get paid. They want you. Look, if I had a song that was a hit right now, okay, it's all about that. Let's just say I, she, the guy that created all about that bass, right? And... You guys had to pay just a penny, 10 cents, for every time it's being played in a club. You get some money, you getting paid. And then those big corporate offices and those records uh, industry guys would have keep their jobs because they're promoting, they're doing their job. I don't need promotion. Artists don't need development anymore. What? Because you have the internet. I got SoundCloud. I can just take my song, take my music, put it out there. I don't need you anymore. There's no more of this. Garbage. 
You didn't have to go through the stuff that I went through. And I hate to sound like the old guy, but you don't have to go through any of that stuff anymore because it's gone. So what do you do? You have all the freedom in the world. You have all the instruments. You've got mini mapping and programming and Ableton Users Group. My goodness, if I can program my own beats live. And, and we've given this to you. We've worked so hard to give you, like your parents, we've given you all this freedom. And what do you do? You throw it all away. Every day you just throw it away. Because you go up there and your egos get, I want to be liked. So I want everyone to be happy. I want to play what you want to play. What you want to hear, what you want to hear, what you want to hear. Because I'm being judged by how many people are on the dance floor. Well, let me tell you something. The first time someone heard dubstep, they sounded like a dial-up modem. I clear more floors than I pack. Because I'm the guy that plays it first. And it's not easy to do that. It's not an easy thing to do to take... Your career's like a wave. Anyone ever surfed out here? Anyone ever surfed, been out in the ocean? Right? Where do you want to be in the wave? You don't want to be here, you'll get smashed on. You don't want to be at the top of it, you're missing the wave, crest over you. You want to be paddling, moving as that set comes in so it can carry you through. That's your perfect wave. You want to be playing and making dubstep as dubstep comes in to catch that wave. I'm 40 years old. Does anyone know what the next genre is going to be? Like what the next big thing is going to be? Something faster. What was it? Something faster. Minimal. I'm 40 and I know. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now, which is really sad. Two big things people missed out on. Where's hip-hop gone? It's all dance. What the hell has happened to hip-hop? I see kids with hieroglyphic shirts on. Souls of Mischief. Anyone know who those guys are? 90s hip hop tribe called Quest shirts. They're selling at Hot Topic. Because they're fiending for real hip hop. They're fiending for hip hop that was like legitimate. That was created on turntables with emotion that had to be sampled because they couldn't afford studio time. They're fiending for that. Something with meaning. Right? Back in the day when I was a teenager, like you know, they were looking for something other than baby, baby, and talking about days of the week on a Tuesday. Like you literally made a song about a day of the week. It's funny. On a Sunday, like I mean, and it's banging. I won't play it because we have people telling us that's what they want to hear. It's not what they want to hear. Nobody listens to one style of music. Nobody in this room. That's what Bomb Shelter was about, okay? You will not find one person out that street says, I listen to metal, only metal. Not gonna happen. Only listen to hip hop. They don't do it. So what, why are they separating us? Why are they saying, oh, it's this, Scottsdale told me 10 years, what? Don't play hip hop here. Can't play hip hop in Scottsdale. Don't play that underground garbage here up in Scottsdale. Are they dumb? And when people go, oh, it's a Scottsdale crowd. Excuse me, they got money. They travel. They know things. They've been places. They understand things. Okay? There's things that are going on that I, as a parent, can't understand. I mean, my child's 14. I don't know how you drop off your kid at Coachella for two days with $500. I don't understand it. I'm not doing it. But I see it. There's a, there's a parent drop-off point at every festival I play at. And I'm like, lady, do you know what they do here? Oh, yes, Todd's going to have a great time. Todd's going to have a rehab, okay? 
Okay? That's what's going on. I mean, like, this is the thing. They've associated with people, oh, the scene's dead. It's a lie, man. It's, don't talk to me about Woodstock. There's Coachella, which I played at. Coachella has like half a million people, 300,000 people every year. EDC, it's gotten bigger and bigger. People listen to it on average five to six hours of music a day. We're listening to more music. We're going to see more music. We're more active in music, but we're not using it for what it's for. A political movement to bring people together. Listen, the stuff you hear on TV and the politics and all that stuff is garbage. It's about bringing all of us that don't even talk into an elevator in a room together, not speaking, dancing. No words, just vibing. And it scares the absolute shit out of them because they don't understand it. I met a girl just recently. Unicorn. I said to her, we should go out. I'm going to go play. She goes, yeah, that's cool. So I'm like, yeah, you want to go, and go, go dance or whatever. She's like, like, what do you mean, like a robot? She'd never gone out and danced. Never gone out and danced. Just someone here sweating for hours. My sister took me to Zumba. Get out of here. I raved for four or five hours. What are you talking about, Zumba? <laughs> Stupid. What are you talking about? Middle-aged women out there trying to pretend like raving. They got little lights going. They're like, dun, 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 dun. they call it Zumba. No, it's called raving and you're too old to go. Okay? This is why this is copyright stuff is important. Because it's becoming a very important issue about who you are as a dear, what's your identity. And some of them, some of us, are saying, oh, well, we got to make our own music. Yeah, you do. Well, I'm so frustrated now, and it's a good thing. Some of these records I was talking about I can't get. I'm not on the special list for everybody. So the thousand records that went out, I didn't get one. At some point I get so frustrated, I go, you know what? Pull up that Ableton template in the drum machine. I could probably do it myself. That's what they want you to do. They want you to make these beats yourself. Okay? I want you to be cutting edge. I don't want you to listen. I mean, Rob's great. Rob will tell you. You know, everyone has their influences. A friend of mine just sent me an email. He's talking about what people don't get about me. He says, he's Swedish, I won't say his name, but he says, Emil, you don't understand it, it, it is your M. The most important thing in the music is your, is the influence. Who influence you, your influence, and who you are going to influence. It's your influence and what you do every day as DJs. Yes, you're gonna have to do some weddings. It's like, it's like a band that develops. A, a band develops, they do cover songs, right? And then somehow, I don't know, like some girl breaks his heart, tells him he's a douchebag, and these are for another douchebag, and he goes, oh my God, I'm not a douchebag, and starts writing about, I'm not a douchebag, and I love you, and that's how he finds his voice, something tragic happened, and he finds his voice, and he finds his way to play. I find my voice in records that I go, it's a song, White Town, who knows White Town? Is this audio up? Yeah. Um, amazing. Vegas mixing, ADD mixing, cocaine mixing, as I call it. Drop that, drop that, drop that, boom, next song, drop that, drop that, boom. Edits, edit, 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 song every 30 seconds, right? Vegas mixing. So, I have an audience. They're not from here, so they're a new group of people. Have the Beastie Boy stuff based on what Z-Trip said and so on and so forth. And what's the big deal about it? What's the big deal? Other DJs do it all the time. They're getting paid for it. There's some dude probably playing tonight. 
singing a bunch of other people's music, and he's charging them $1,000, $2,000 to fly him in, playing other people's music, and saying, that's me. DJ shiny shirt, goggles, that's me. You're coming to see me play. Am I? Am I seeing you or your collection of songs? What am I seeing? You or your selection of music? And if you are getting paid for that selection of music and for those artists, you should be giving something back to the artist, maybe, right? Percentage? Because you're going to be, because you just sat out there and you're saying you're going to make your music, right? You're going to be on this side of the fence and you're going to go, whoa. Dude, they're flying him everywhere. 10 grand a night. I'm sitting here eating Pizza Hut. It's terrible. It's not good. Right? So, probably going to end on that, right? I mean, I want you to be happy about it. Like, I don't want you guys to come out of here and just all bummed out. Be excited about it. You got all the freedom and choices to do anything that you want. But it's going to become harder and harder for you to just take music anymore. That's why vinyl's making a comeback. You're screwed. Because I got this vinyl now, and like now we send out promos. Does anybody know what an ass tape dub plate is? Anyone know what dub plate is? They shoot. I, I passed one around the class. Yeah. Yeah. Remind them. If you were to pass one around the class, it was a, that, just a harder You complete so many times and then it wears out. Yeah. Why would I do that? Yeah. So you can't play it forever. I'll buy it. Yeah. Because of you, you sickos. <laughs> Playing that song 20 times and getting sick of it. I know it because I'm one of them. You bunch of music junkies. <laughs> 